This Cap Times podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. Learn more at exactsciences.com. While I was thinking one night, I, it reminded me of my of my great grandma who started Bunkies back in the 30s, and she lived through the Great Depression. And she used to say to me, "Teresa, during the Depression, I didn't want to accept relief." And I was like, "Really? So what did you do, Nona?" And she said, "I bootlegged." And while laying that, I was like, "Well, I don't know if I want to bootleg. Okay, I could make I could make hand sanitizer." Hello, I'm Lindsay Christians. And I'm Chris Lay. This is The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison, Wisconsin, produced by the Capital Times. For now, we're pandemic podcasting from our homes. Restaurant people are helpers. They're the folks you go to when you're doing a fundraiser or you need to feed your volunteers or, you know, get a sponsor for your Little League team. Now, they're the ones who need help. Teresa Polara Ubal owns Bunkies Catering. She's joined with Kelly Hopkins of Kesnix on a GoFundMe campaign called SOS for Save Our Staff. They've raised over $40,000. Those funds will go toward restaurant workers to help with car insurance, put food on the table, and pay the rent. Put that mask on and give a listen. Thank you for being here today, Teresa. Thank you for having me. So first of all, can you introduce yourself for folks? Absolutely. My name is Teresa Polaro-Babel, and I own Bunkies Catering with my husband, Rashid, here in Madison. Can you talk a little bit about what this SOS fund is about and what it's for? Absolutely. I'd be proud to. So SOS was started by Kelly Hopkins over at Kessnigs here in Madison, SOS is Save Our Staff. She started it a month ago. And as of today, when I spoke with her, they have raised over $42,000. And all of the proceeds will go to staff that are laid off or furloughed in Madison. That's amazing. It's amazing. I, I don't think they thought that it was going to take off. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. How is it going to to work? Is it just going to be evenly distributed out to people who apply for it once the once you've got the final amount? Yeah. So it's it's I would say to check the, the Kesnick site as to the amount of money, but they have it laid out like $50 a person will go to like an MG&E bill, $100 will go towards a car payment, rent, and that's kind of how they laid it out. So it's uh, believe every business can nominate staff to be a part of it. So it's pretty neat. So the businesses will be nominating people for it and that's how it works? Right. So a restaurant will be able to to nominate a staff member or staff to receive the proceeds. Gotcha. Have you ever done a GoFundMe like this before? I haven't. I haven't. I was looking at it and I laid in bed that night and I thought, gosh, I don't own a restaurant anymore, but my heart (laughs) is so into this. What can I do while I'm laying here? How can I create something to be a part of this? And and that's how we came up with phase two. So it'll be very interesting to see how the second phase goes with all the foodie artisans in Madison. Can you just quickly describe what phase two is and how it's different than phase one? Sure. So phase two is, again, something that I thought of uh, laying awake in bed 
um, over the last month. Um, phase two, we have contacted several local artisans, including myself, Slide, um, Bonzo will be invited. And there are probably like 15 people that we're still working on to get signed up today. We have Supercharge, Willie Street Co-op and Metcalf are going to sponsor and promote this. So all of the people that are involved in this will be giving a percentage of the profit on one of their products that they're selling at these two stores for the next month. And one of our biggest um, exciting points is JBC Coffee is actually calling a coffee local love. So they're going to call their coffee of the month local love and they're donating 50% of the proceeds for every pound of coffee, which is absolutely amazing. Oh, that is awesome. That's like the counterpoint to that beer that was like called F COVID or something like that, but it's just more positive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that, that was really neat. Yeah. So it's, it's very exciting. Um, we're working on the final steps, handing out stickers. We have little stickers that say SOS. So when you walk into Willie street co-op, the three locations or the two Metcalfs in Madison, there will be a poster and it'll have all of the people who are involved and hopefully people will look at that and say, let's buy more of this so we can help these workers. Yeah. No, I mean, if anything, it definitely seems like, you know, Madison locals have really, really stepped up to support, you know, the, the service industry people right now. And I, yeah, it seems like an easy way to get out there and help people. And be a part of it and, and have delicious products. And, and yeah, I mean, our food scene in Madison is, is number one and it's really pulling together and it's, it's really a beautiful thing talking to these businesses. It's, it's, it's beautiful. That's all I can say. It's, it's amazing. Can you talk a little bit about the impact that COVID and the coronavirus closures have had on your own sort of current business? Because I know you have the hummus that we can all see in the stores, but you also do catering and things like that as well, right? Absolutely, yes. So all of our catering has been postponed. We are, we've been asked to do a couple little events here and there, but knowing that that it's postponed, that's that's fine. And that's where, again, laying in bed late at night wondering, what can we do? Because we love to cook and we love to spread love through our food. And that's what we're doing besides our wholesale is a lot of donating and making things and staying connected, especially with the neighborhood that we're in, but um, through the city of Madison too, and, and helping and teaming up with other restaurants and caterers. Just so people have a sense of it, can you talk a little bit about your own history in the restaurant business? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I think I mentioned this to you in, in a phone call, Lindsay, but while I was thinking one night, I, it reminded me of my of my great-grandma who started Bunkies back in the 30s and she lived through the Great Depression and she used to say to me, Teresa... During the Depression, I didn't want to accept relief. And I was like, really? So what did you do, Nona? And she said, I bootlegged. <laughs> and while late at night, I was like, well, I don't know if I want to bootleg. <laughs> I could make hand sanitizer. Maybe it's kind of bootlegging. I'm teasing. But um, so I was like, how can I give back? So that was kind of where this came from, honestly, was giving back and, and realizing, you know, I, my first generation of monkeys lived through something like this. So that's kind of where the idea came in. So we are working um, with our wholesale. And I also mentioned to you, we're doing little snack packs. We teamed up with Kessnig's 
about six months ago and started these little individual gluten-free and vegan snack packs. So it's working out great to first responders because everything has to be individually wrapped. So it's really fun and it's really nice to hear feedback too. So the snack packs going to the first responders, can you talk a little bit more about that and how those are getting to the folks at the hospitals and things? Oh, sure. Absolutely. So we, I don't know how much um, you know about the the hospitals and stuff, but there are a different I think UW foundation. There's lots of people that are taking part in the hospital fundraising as far as meals and things like that. So for instance, UW hospital has a meal train, so it's online. Um, and hospitals are only taking food from licensed either restaurants, cafes, um, caterers at this at this time. So you go on, you sign up for meals. We did meals all day last Thursday, so we dropped off 900 of the snack packs. Um, we did a hummus, um, baba ganoush, and baklava. And we wanted to do the snack packs because I think the shifts are so long. And I feel like from what I've been hearing, it's just a nice thing to be able to grab. But I've seen also other, there's many restaurants and caterers in Madison that are doing full lunches. So that's one of the ways to get on board. We've also worked with um, Meritor Hospital. They have a separate gal that's in charge of that through their foundation. And then smaller, um, like Associated Physicians is one of our accounts. So we've worked with them too. So the first responders are so appreciative and the the response you get back from them is, it's so heartfelt. It's It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. How are the ways that you that you're hearing the responses? Um, you know, we've gotten some cards in the mail, um, emails, phone calls. They take pictures a lot of times when you deliver, so you get these beautiful emails in the morning that you wake up to of yourself without a haircut for six months. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and- and wonder whoa but um the the way they send things back is it's yeah it's 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 beautiful it's yeah it's heartfelt it's it's really what's keeping us going during all of this is knowing that you can touch people's hearts and feed them and and be a part of this this podcast is brought to you by exact sciences join the madison-based team working to lead earlier cancer detection Visit exactsciences.com to view the company's hundreds of open jobs. Restaurant people are always the helpers. They're the people that we go to when we're doing fundraisers or having church socials or feeding volunteers. And I've been hearing from folks that now that they need help, the restaurants themselves need help. Like it's, it's hard to even ask for that. Right. But they know they need it. I'm wondering, are are there any other examples of help that you're seeing that you've heard about in the community? Um, you mean direct, like what kind of help? Well, help, help both like two restaurant workers, something like SOS, but also help, you know, for first responders, like where restaurants are helping to feed those first responders. Yeah, I know there's, I, I know there's a lot of restaurants that have signed up to do the lunches, like I had mentioned earlier. I know Dave... Heidi from Liliana's is doing a lot. I see him on the news every day and he just really touches my heart with the things that he does. Um, I know he's, I think he's spearheaded something to do with the lunches for kids in the neighborhood, you know, in, in the city that aren't going to school. He may be doing something else with first responders. I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. Um, I saw something, I don't know if either one of you saw a little girl had a 
virtual lemonade sale to benefit Dave. I thought that was the sweetest thing. <laughs> yeah, that's my friend Megan's daughter. Like her her mom and I went to school together and that's Morgan. <laughs> oh my gosh. That when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's something that I would have done when I was little had a Kool-Aid sale or lemonade sale. So I thought that was really neat. Um I have a niece that works at Second Harvest and I know they hired a bunch of people maybe that were furloughed restaurant workers. So I thought that was neat thing. But yeah, just, you know, the news stories that you see of people giving back and, and donating is, is mostly what I've seen. So Chris, you had a good idea for, for sort of a, a final question here. What, what have you been eating? What are the, I know you said that you're, you're up North right now, but what were the, like the meals that you've been ordering or anything that you've been making at home? You know, how have you been, uh, comforting yourself with with food okay well that's a great question um well we try to you know a couple times a week we try to order um our neighborhood restaurants so um la lang Zine is a go-to um, we've done some stuff at monty's willie street co-op i'm in love with a new pizza from milwaukee called cedar teeth i've recently gone vegetarian and it's a a lady, I actually called her and told her that I'm in love with her crust. It's a sourdough rosemary crusted pizza, which is to die for. Where is that at? It's a, it's called Cedar Teeth Pizza, and it's out of Milwaukee. And she's a single mom, and she is making these pizzas. I think she just sells them maybe at the co-op and Metcalf's right now. Gotcha. And they're really amazing. Um, so we're eating lots of pizza. Last night, I dropped off the SOS stickers to our friends at Bonzo. And I had an amazing Bonzo meal. Um, yeah, what else are we doing? We're cooking a lot, too. We're mm-hmm. experimenting and grilling and comfort food. Hmm. Wow. I'm kind of embarrassed to say what I've been eating. So. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Chris? <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Yeah, we ordered... Some uh, Brothers Three, the um, the prime rib Yum. last weekend, and it lasted us two days, and it was absolutely incredible. Mm. That that's been wonderful. We also, of course, got when we were at Brothers Three picking it up. Also got a um, was it like a mason jar, uh, Bloody Mary. You know, it comes with like all all the fixins in in a mason jar, and then a bottle of bottle of vodka. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, I want that so much. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely incredible but yeah been doing a lot of scrambles for breakfast i've been um yeah sauteing some onions and dicing up some summer sausage and adding some cheddar and you know that's kind of been uh been my little morning routine eggs are quarantine food they're amazing they absolutely are yeah how about you Lindsay? oh my gosh well i i was just celebrating a birthday. So we, the big splurge of this week was my husband went to Steve's and did a contactless pickup of champagne. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was really nice. Very fancy. And he got me some Gail Ambrosius chocolates from the co-op and I was very excited to have those for my dessert. And I had one just after lunch today and I'm trying to make them last. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so people can find this GoFundMe just by searching for, I think, probably Kasenich SOS. Right. Yep. Well, thank you so much for making time for this. Oh, my gosh. Of course. Thank you for having me. So that was our interview with Teresa. 
I was able to catch up with Kelly Hopkins the next day, and here's a little excerpt from that interview. So as a, you know, as a restaurant equipment and supply company, we work super closely with restaurants. Many of us that work at Kesnick's come from a restaurant background. So we all have that experience in our past of working in restaurants and knowing what that's like. And just in our day-to-day operations, we come into contact with restaurant people all the time. So when the shutdown happened, myself and one other person on our staff, we both kind of had the same thought at the same time. We were like, we have to do something for these people because that's going to be the overlooked employment sector and they don't have much to fall back on because they depend on tips for so much of their income. So then we, you know, we came up with the name SOS standing for save our staff and really we had no idea what to expect. We just thought, let's try. We need to do something for these people. And it took off. I mean, it's been amazing how the community has, has stepped up to show that they really do care about that sector of our economy and you know they want these people to go back to their jobs when this is all over so that they can go out to eat again so we started the SOS campaign on like April 3rd so right at the beginning of April not knowing if it would just be through the end of April or if it would continue so we decided that we would reevaluate things and disperse any money that we had raised at the end of April and then see what we were going to do if it continued. We decided that for May, we should just have kind of a fresh approach to the fundraiser. The phase two is the part where local product artisans like Teresa are designating certain of their products as SOS products, meaning that a portion of the proceeds from the sale of those products will be donated to the fund. People can still privately donate, you know, if someone wants to just donate money on the GoFundMe page, they still can. But this is phase two, we're calling it the Local Love SOS campaign, meaning you can also help by buying the products from these local producers that are donating a portion of their proceeds to the fund. So it gives the public another way they can help and they can help by enjoying some really great local products. This has been The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison, Wisconsin, produced by the Capital Times and recorded in the semi-comfort of our own homes. Our theme music was composed by Patrick Christians, and the show is edited by Natalie Yar. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to send Quarantine Cooking Club adventures to lchristians at madison.com. Lindsay and I are both on Twitter and Instagram, so feel free to track us down there. You can like our podcast page on Facebook and be sure to check out captimes.com for more local food and drink news, as well as continuing coverage of the coronavirus. I'm Lindsay Christians, food editor of the Cap Times. And I'm Chris Lay, food appreciator. Our wish for you this week is an ice cream sundae from the seasonal ice cream shop of your choice. Cheers! This podcast has been brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. 
Once again, be sure to learn more at exactsciences.com.